0: You know
1: what's crazy about
2: that? Is it R&B? I don't know what that is. Tonight, it definitely is not R&B. This evening, on R&B with Creamy G, we are discussing taboo topics to some people about love and relationships and where they delve when it's not black and white, and when it's not what religion says is uh, love. In some religions, actually. We'll get onto that later. Tonight we are talking about polygamy, polyamory open relationships, and what they mean and what they are. And I am blessed this evening with a guest who has first-hand personal uh, personal experience in uh, these type of relationships. So tune in this evening, because we are, sit down and and get comfy, because we are talking about all things love and what they mean. Tonight my guest goes by the name of Gabby, and she is going to help us out in understanding what it is to be in that kind of world.
3: Um, Hopefully, (laughs) we'll try.
2: (laughs) Um, Now, just give me, just talk for a little sec, just uh, say a little something.
3: Say a little something.
2: Um, There we go. Yeah, okay. Cool, cool. Just checking your mic there. Um, so yeah, guests, ladies and gentlemen, we have Gabby on this evening discussing all these things. Now, how are you, Gabby? I am well. Thank you very much. That's good to hear. Um, yeah. So now let's let's discuss. So, when did you first start? I guess contemplating um, Polly. Polly. Yeah.
3: Um, I read the Ethical Slut when I was oh, would have been nineteen twenty. Um, and, um, yeah, sorry, no, Mike. No. Um, yeah, I read The Ethicals like, when I was about, I'd say, about 20. Um just found it in the uni library at the time. Mm-hmm. And I think that I grew up in the north coast of New South Wales, so alternative relationship models weren't a new concept for me. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, they Props call it the, to the north Yeah, coast. they call it the rainbow region for a reason. <laughs> um, but I think that was the first time I'd sort of put that um, filter over potentially what my own life could be. My parents are incredibly open-minded and very uh, liberal with a little L. Um, cool. But um, but nonetheless, they have been together for 40-plus years. I had a very... Um, yeah Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. But I had a very standard relationship model, you know, mum and dad love each other very much and then have two ch- children and live in the country. Right. Um, so I think that was the first time... Reading the ethical slot that I was kind of thought, oh, maybe I don't want to do it the normal way. Um, I, I guess I just I would use the phrase tried it on and and put it in the back pocket for later. Okay. I still did most of my twenties were pretty traditional relationship models. Um, yeah, I got married and at about twenty five and wow. did the whole white wedding, the whole kit and caboodle to a gym Beautiful. teacher from like <laughs> from South Brisbane, <laughs> and we lived in the burbs. Oh, you did that life. Yeah, yeah, I did yeah. that life. Yep. Yeah, I, I played house for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, that relationship ended and I took a road trip around America um, with my half of our savings. And then I met, then I, I internet dated. A friend dared me um, to start an internet dating profile and I was quite um, frank about my situation. That I was just traveling around America um, and I would update my location like three or four days before I got to somewhere and of course I would pop to the top of people's algorithms right. and it was an amazing way to meet people because I, I um, like got to see bars and restaurants and go to places that I never would have found on my own and I got to meet a bunch of really cool people Awesome, and including um, Nick was his name and okay. um, he was in he, again he was very clear in his profile he had a, a long-term non-monogamous relationship Um, and he seemed really really cool um, by all the conversations we'd had and we met and went on a date Um, we totally hit it off and then I we hung out for a couple of days I continued on my way and then we kept in touch and I decided to go back and visit him again Um, and this time I would have been staying with um, him and his partner that they lived together
2: Okay, which he divulged at the time. When Absolutely. You met him? Okay. Absolutely. And right.
3: I was, and the way he spoke about her was with an incredible amount of love and respect. So I thought, there's no way that he's going to invite me to their home, and she isn't going to be okay with it.
2: So, so you you were both under the understanding that Absolutely. you were going to enter some kind of open relationship when you met him.
3: Well, I was I was leaving. Like I, they were in a long term relationship, and I was just coming to visit. I was going to stay for a week. It was going to be a holiday fling, and. I was going back to Australia okay. So it was not so only a. all understanding that. Yes yeah, Absolutely And yeah. it was very Clearly communicated And open and honest And um, But Nonetheless I absolutely Had checked out Like the bus routes To get out of there Like the, sure. the hotel Like
2: because I was like You're checking your escape routes
3: oh, Totally Because yeah. <laughs> you don't want to Turn up to this place In Bowling Green, Kentucky Of all places <laughs> <laughs> Which if you've ever been To Kentucky <laughs> Right It's a giant shithole <laughs> <laughs> Um anyway and so I was like and yeah Nick said Chelsea is totally fine with this and and I wanted to believe him but also you gotta, gee, yeah. how you many how it. many women or people I should say have met people on internet dating and like we have an open relationship and you're like does your spouse know that
2: yeah yeah, yeah so of course there I might had, be a, a yeah. darker meaning yeah yeah
3: and I got there and Chelsea was delightful and to this day is still a very dear friend both of them are beautiful yeah so that was my first sort of practical lived experience it. and i'm so lucky that it was so wholesome Wow! yeah like it was just really beautiful i got to hang out with two lovely people and see a really fantastic relationship model of a healthy non-monogamous relationship Oh, that's unreal yeah yeah um so much love and respect between the two of them just really open honest communication um very few rules um that like they'd just been doing it for a decade, like their entire relationship um, had, had always been non-monogamous, so I, 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 maybe they had ironed out the kinks, I never sure. thought to
2: ask yeah. early on. Then that, I'd imagine that would rely a lot on the person coming into the relationship and, and, and their maturity values and their, their emotional yeah. maturity, I guess. Yeah. yeah,
3: as I said, they're both still really good friends and so we've had a lot of, like, I've since went that was my taster and I went, I think I like non-monogamy, this works for me. And yeah. so we've had a lot of conversations about pros and cons and and what works and negative and positive experiences right, um, right. since then. Yeah. yeah. So that was your first foray into it? Yes.
2: Okay. So... Okay, interesting. And then you came back to Hobart. Yes. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I I came back to Australia, and I moved to Hobart on a total whim. Yeah. Um. And then that that was just kind of in my space. And I dated a few people, and and it's the norm. Monogamy is the norm, and so that Absolutely. was the expectation going in. And I couldn't quite figure out why it didn't feel right for me. Mm. I, I, and I guess i was only ever dating those people like i wasn't we weren't starting to build that shared future of of a monogamous long-term commitment so Mm -hmm. i was just dating people and Mm -hmm. i was clear in that communication and so were they but they all just kind of fizzled out um because we never got to that you know got hopped on the relationship escalator and without realizing it i think that that's because i i wasn't it would I realised it wasn't going to work for me long-term. Right. And then, um, yeah, I started dating. I met someone online, an American, and um, he was coming down to Hobart for the Signet Folk Festival. And we met and and just in a first conversation, it was kind of, we were just telling out, you know, the, the obligatory first date sort of life history in a nutshell. hmm and then somehow the conversation came to, like, you know, open relationships and non-monogamy. And I was like, oh, what do you think about that? And he's like, oh, the more I think about it, the more it just makes sense. And I was like, hello. <laughs>
2: ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Ticking some boxes there. Yeah.
3: Um, and so, yeah, he that we dated for about six months. Um, and that was, again, a really positive experience with regards to non-monogamy. I would have termed that relationship an open relationship um, as opposed to a polyamorous relationship. Right. Um which we can. If this is you want this to be your segue as to what the difference is. Very good, thank you very much. <laughs> yes, yeah, so
2: th- I think a lot of people aren't. Um, I, I believe a lot of people aren't uh, familiar with what the, the definition for polyamory and polygamy and open relationship yep. and. Uh, Thrupple, yes. swingers, swingers, and there's so many yeah. labels. Oh, and monogamish. Monogamish, right? Yeah, another. sounds like an Italian non yeah, insane. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah, monogamish.
3: monogamish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's delicious. You should try it. Yeah. Wow, that was appropriate. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's totally fine. Um, um, so, yeah. yeah,
2: so go shoot. So, I, well, maybe I should um, segue with what I understand is mm. uh, polygamy, I understand, is the, the, the married version mm-hmm. of, uh, of what an open, oh, more than two people so polygamy is the married open relationship so to speak yeah and polyamory is
3: uh polyamory as the name kind of multiple loves is the is the where the term comes from so um and i'm saying this i guess is to i should preface this with this is my understanding of the working definitions of these Mm -hmm. and they are constantly evolving and different people it's kind of like sexuality; you can identify, you identify however you want to identify. Sure. Yes. And so, some people I think would perhaps s- s- identify as poly, but wouldn't necessarily fit within the, the exacted- structure of yeah.
2: whatever whoever's label yeah, it as. Exactly. Yes. Yeah,
3: yeah. Um, so polyamorous is is well, I suppose ethical non monogamy is the umbrella term that I would use to describe any relationship that isn't just two white. people. Yeah. You know, to the exclusion of all others, Mm -hmm. side note, um, varying stats, but about 70% of relationships, one or both partners will cheat. Right. So, non ethical non monogamy. Like most relationships are non monogamous. Yes. Just whether you communicate about it (laughs) or not.
2: Yeah. Or whether you get busted and (laughs) then communicate. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And this is. If I can cut in, this is the thing. Like I know that a lot of relationships go a really bad route because either one of the other cheats, mm-hmm. and you know they're either are either relig- religious uh, couple or they're very traditional, and there is no space for entering any kind of conversation that's yep. out of that black and white cookie cutter yeah. relationship mold. And love is not like that. No, emotional attachment and attraction does not work no. in structured labels. Yeah. And it's unfortunate because they have kids and I know a couple that have, well, a few people that have had these long-term relationships and then the husband cheats and then the wife's like, Nup, nah, that's it. And he doesn't get to see the kids anymore or vice versa. Yep. And they live this tortured life. And they're so angry. And they're so angry at themselves and then they meet someone else. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. if, you ha- if there had been a conversation, yeah. if there had been this openness, yeah, it could have gone a different route.
3: And even when I was monogamously married in my 20s, mm. I-, I always used to say like, I think if you're together with someone for you know as my parents for 40 plus years you'd be incredibly naive or lucky I'm not Mm. sure to think that you're never gonna meet someone that you're um, attracted to yeah and obviously we're not animals I can be hungry and not eat and I can be attracted to someone and not pursue it Yeah. yeah but also like to I I've always said I'm not attached to having non-monogamous relationships. It seems to work for me by and large. I would happily enter into a non-monogamous relationship, but I always want to be able to have that conversation with my partner because I don't want to have to edit myself and I wouldn't want them to have to edit themselves either. Mm -hmm. And again, I don't have to pursue that attraction, but being able to acknowledge it and talk about it within the relationship to me is a much healthier and secure relationship dynamic.
2: Absolutely. And it it opens up to serious longevity in the relationship
3: yeah and and uh, i guess and uh, and this is my often, I suppose, sales pitch for, for a non-monogamy. <laughs> a child for polyamorous Yeah, Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it is that, like, with polyamory, you, you get to find out exactly how green the grass is on the other side of the fence. Wow. And it's rarely as green as you think. Yeah, wow. Like, if you're with someone, then, you know, chances are you see something in them. That's right. Like, and you want to be with them. Yeah. But it is, like, you see a lot of that, like, you put that, the person that is over there that you are desirous you of. Them, hold them higher. Totally. Totally. Yeah, Whereas, do. if if you're in a poly relationship, and again, I'm not you saying you can think over that fence. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you can say what's going Yay. on, here. <laughs> and then and you can yeah, you can find out how green it is without. I guess you can have your cake and eat it too. Don't get me wrong; there is absolutely downsides to poly. Like, I'm not advocating that everyone should try it. It isn't for everyone. Nice little disclaimer there. Yep. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Um, but it it I think that um, being able to have more of a conversation about um, your feelings outside a relationship even if you don't act on them could potentially create a lot more health and conversation mm-hmm. in relationships and in my experience with monogamous relationships no matter how much you you don't you you try not to do this you do end up taking them for granted 100 percent. and and i think that being able to have that conversation I think for me has definitely eased that taking for granted. Like it definitely makes me appreciate that person because I get to go and interact with other people and come back. In a safe space. Yeah. 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 I totally digressed from the. Absolutely. And I helped on that. Yeah, So I think we were touching on. Back to. Yeah. Polygamy. polygamy, Yeah. Yeah. So ethical non-monogamy as opposed to non-ethical non-monogamy. So polyamory is, is generally done under the, like with, without a hierarchy um and whereas open is often in my experience um like there's a primary relationship and then anything outside that relationship is is secondary, secondary yeah. yeah and and that relationship always stays as the priority
2: and that's the open relationship yeah label. That,
3: yeah again like i said a lot of yeah, people yeah. use these interchangeably yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but that's sort of been my working experience yeah. um, and polygamy is is the marriage, as you say, and yep. it has a lot of connotations like bigamy with regards to the bigamy you mentioned earlier. Yeah, 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 yeah. like So, the bigamy is, is right. The Mormons, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: where the male is married to numerous multiple yeah, wives. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's polygamy where you can it, have,
3: oh, it's it's, it's either, kind of the same yeah, thing? Po- it's yeah. kind of the same thing, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. It's interesting to take on the Mormons that, yeah, it's a very so there's uh there's Mormons and there's is it Muslims that have. D- What's the other religion that has multiple wives? Are you Googling it right now? Let's do that. Okay.
3: Yeah, if only we uh, had a device that gave us all the information um, known to man.
2: Yes. Uh, talk amongst yourselves, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I'm sure
3: there's more than one religion where you can have multiple wives. I'm, I, I, I say religion, culture, maybe.
2: Uh, polygamy the Church, is Christ the Latter-day Saints. Yep. LDS, not LSD, church. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a great church, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> what cultures have multiple wives? Algeria, Cameroon, Chad, Central Africa, Republic Republic of Congo, Egypt, uh, Gabon. Okay, so there's many cultures. Oh, um, wow.
3: There you but, go. Uh, let's yearning. not get into
2: yeah, <laughs> too much <laughs> Googling. Seems like, I'm just going to say, a very male-dominated uh, culture yeah. there. Especially in Africa. Oh, I surprise, think I can say that. Surprise, yeah, surprise, right? <laughs> yeah, which is, oh, that's so bad. Yeah, that sucks. Um, right, so, okay. I think that's uh, a good p- time now to cut across to a song <laughs> while we uh, deliberate about some other things. So, right now we have Tyler the Creator from his last album with Earthquake.
1: For real, for real, this time. My Fuck my, like fuck my lord like for my lord my call my lord Love gon' set me up yeah. don't set me up yeah. no tell young He ride like the car, And she weak oh. Like, whoa, Vicky oh, yeah. oh, my God oh, Move down 10. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. my God
2: Thank you, Tyler. That's a great ending to your song. That is just cut it at the end, <laughs> especially when you're not prepared for it. Um, welcome back. You're on R&B with Creamy G. Creamy G. B and me, Graziano Di Martino, here on Edge Radio 99.3 FM on your radio dial or EdgeRadio.org.au live online. Tonight you are tuned in. You are listening to the wonderful sultry tone of Gabriella uh, alongside myself discussing love that is not black and white love that is different open some might say and uh, outside of the norm in air quotations Gabby we uh, we were discussing in the break there about your other experiences in uh, in the world of Polyamory.
3: Yes. Um, for those of you tuned in before, mm-hmm. um, so the relationship I had that was about six months, that was my first experience as, a, as the primary relationship. Prior to that, I'd just been like the secondary person coming into an already existing relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I should preface all of this with um, the most common question you often get asked when Polly comes up is, but don't you get jealous? Um, Absolutely. Yeah.
2: So Human emotion. It is.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, I, weirdly, though, um, have never experienced jealousy as an emotion. That software just never got installed um, in me. <laughs> <laughs> just, just wait for the crowd to stop coming in. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs>
2: Kudos, because that's a, a nice emotion not to have.
3: I, I guess. Um,
2: yeah. I, 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 it can ruin a lot of relationships. Yeah, definitely.
3: Yeah. I've seen it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so, so coming in as a secondary partner, it, it didn't. That um, that was very easy for me to do to deal with. Yeah, Yeah. and same thing in a primary relationship. I say the closest thing I've I've, food is my love language. I love feeding people, and I love feeding people I love. And the closest thing I've ever experienced to jealousy is when someone um, this partner was telling me that a girl he had dated cooked him dinner. (laughs) And it was delicious. <laughs> and you were like, that bitch. <laughs> yeah. oh, I was like, are you telling me a lasagna is better than mine? <laughs> yep. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Bless your cotton socks. Yes. Um, anyway, and then so I, after that relationship um, ended, I pretty much exclusively either just casually dated um, and or was only in non-monogamous relationships. Right. Um, again, ethical non-monogamous relationships let's just preface that when i say non-monogamous that's what i mean you're a good soul yeah Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) um and then i um on the trip that i met nick um i also met um another couple and we kept in touch and uh stayed friends and at the time they were married and monogamously and then I went back to America to visit them. Um, and it, in that time, they had opened their relationship. Okay. Um, and so I... Good time for Gabby. Yes, good time for <laughs> Gabby. Um, so I um, had a holiday fling um, with with them, I guess. Yeah. Um, mostly him, um, yeah. but also her as well. Okay. Um, and then, at, again, that was a holiday fling. Um, Sorry,
2: just to interject. Yeah. So you, you had spent some time with John? Yes. And enjoying... A lovely time with yourselves and also with her yes. as well. Yes. Cool. Yes. okay.
3: Um, and then I came back to Australia, kept in touch. Um, I went back uh, about five years ago and I had intended to visit just as a friend for a couple of weeks, um, but the relationship with John uh, blossomed and um, I then ended up staying in America uh, for three years. Wow. So their uh, relationship um, was ending as i arrived um and and so it sort of just seamlessly uh, transitioned um into you slipping yeah, in and yes yeah, cool. um so it, it, again very the again i i'm the poster child for non monogamy because they they already had that communication in place um from having a non monogamous relationship the that everyone was waiting for the fireworks you know the end of their relationship and the beginning of mine and john's there was a lot of overlap mm. and um and you know and they had 30 years of life together wow yeah and so people were waiting for the fireworks but there, there weren't any like we, her and i were very good friends um hung out a lot and he had children with her. So, like, there was a lot of extended family mm. gatherings. Mm. Um, and yeah, again, they were the poster children for divorce, in my opinion. Like, oh, really? They did yeah, it really well. Amazingly well. Like, yeah. obviously, there's feelings that come up, of but um they, years. Yeah, 30 yeah, years. Yeah. But um, as she said, you know, like, people are like, oh, no, your marriage is, is failed. And she's like, what failure? Yeah. We lived together for 30 years and raised two wonderful children. How is yeah. that a failure?
2: There's, yeah, there's people that don't understand the term failure yeah, because totally. it's so... Yeah, end. wild success yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. And they
3: still had a lot of care and love and respect for each other. Again, success. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, John and I um, had a non monogamous marriage um, for, um yeah, th- several years. Right. Yeah. And,
2: and so you would have... Other people coming into the relationship or yep we yeah. both
3: dated um, outside the relationship yep. um, again varying levels of seriousness mm-hmm. um, and feelings for the other people um, and it, yeah that that like it worked
2: <laughs> that's really cool that's I mean you know it is really cool I think um, I do there was I, I brought this up with a friend and we had a discussion about um, you know the idea of these sort of different sort of relationships mm. and she mentioned that uh, she thought it, when you're in a relationship, things get, forgive the phrase, stale. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no, you know, there's a passion in the chase yep. of getting with someone new and, and finding out something.
3: Science is in the passion lasts two to three years. That's it. Yeah, right. There is actually yeah. science to back that up.
2: I, d- I looked into it and I forget the, 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 the name of the um, the chemical that's released mm-hmm. when you meet someone new and you do fall in love, in brackets. Yeah. But uh, apparently it's it's when you orgasm with someone and you're laying in bed with them and that closeness yep. attaches that chemical, the chemical gets released and you attach to that person. Yep. And that's what they call the honeymoon period is because that's how long that, that drug in your system lasts yeah. that's released from your brain. Uh-huh. It's quite quite amazing when you start looking into that.
3: Yeah, so there's a phrase in, in non-monogamy community called um, NRE, new relationship energy. And oh, a wow. lot of people in existing poly relationships report that like there is that, um spark comes back to the existing relationship because you're bringing in that new relationship energy you've got the hormones it's from it's kicked
2: up in your system again yeah.
3: and so you're coming back to that existing partner with that
2: that must give you like a little turbo boost in your own relationship yeah yeah yeah
3: and that was my experience and and like and um i don't know if you're familiar with esther perel
2: Yes. Yeah. So beautiful, she beautiful voice oh, she has. Oh, I love amazing. her podcast. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> yeah.
3: um, and she's got some great ones with Dan Savage. So if listeners, okay. Esther Perel and Dan Savage. Dan Savage is another. Um, yep. A great advocate for um, monogamish is his term actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. So when it looks monogamous from the outside, but maybe isn't quite from the inside. Sure.
2: Sure. Um, you can hit them up on Apple Podcasts and uh, and all your podcasting uh, means because they're all over the place. Yeah. Yes.
3: Yeah. Um, so Esther Perel talks about. Um, like uh, maintaining that passion and that admiration for your partner and how to do that because we all most of us I should say and you know me included I I definitely crave that comfort and security of a long-term you know stable partner I
2: I think a lot of people do
3: absolutely most of us I would say But also, it, it's finding then people complain that it's stale, that mm-hmm. there's, you know, the passion's gone, mm-hmm. all of that. And, and trying to balance those two things is Missionary only lasts for so long. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, Esther Perel talks about, like, um, the, the times we find our partners most attractive are often when they are at a remove from us doing a thing. I think she uses the phrase that makes them sparkle. So, yes. like, doing the thing that lights them up. Yes. And and that could be, you know, them performing on stage, them dancing, oh, them doing, doing whatever talk. it is. Yeah. yeah. But also, like, as you say, that new um, flush, the frisson mm. of a new relationship. Je
2: ne sais quoi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, and you 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 can't help but bring that back into like it just spills out you can see you know you see it regardless of monogamous or not when Mm. your friend's got a crush on someone and they're you know getting crushed on back yeah they're giggly yeah Yeah. totally smitten and swoony and it's adorable and it's fun and it's and
2: and you found firsthand that that does come back when you when you divulge out of your comfort zone with someone else and it's in a safe position yeah come back yeah Mm -hmm, definitely
3: of course like there are insecurities and jealousy that come up. But Mm -hmm. again, in my experience, that isn't exclusive to non-monogamous relationships. It's just that you have a framework and a platform to talk about them and permission Mm. to talk about them. It's really hard when you're in a monogamous relationship and your partner says, I'm jealous, and you're like, well, what of? Mm. Whereas, you know, you can actually have that conversation if you're like, Hey, you're spending a lot of time with this person. Um, You know, like I'm feeling a little bit neglected, whatever it is that's going on.
2: There's an honest platform to discuss those feelings and And, emotions. Yeah. yeah.
3: And a real sense I have found of of ownership of those feelings, too. Like, not always, obviously, people are poor communicators in all fields of life sometimes, but um, yeah, there, there there is a real ownership because it, it it is involving more than just the two of you. It's not you, met you did this thing and now I feel this.
2: Yeah, that's interesting because I think a lot of relationships struggle with that when it's such a closed environment of of arguing and I think a lot of people feel the thing where they want someone else to come in and be like an intermediate yeah. to, 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 to see their arguments, how insane they might be. But when it is discussing a thing between two people and someone else, it does spread that out. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yes, in my yeah. experience, yes. Yeah. But, yeah.
2: Very cool. Um, Esther Perel is E-S-T-H-E-R-P-E-R-E-L if anyone wants to search her up. Um, what I did want to get back to is mm. um, the the question that my friend brought up was that when you do have that initial spark, when mm-hmm. you have that new chase of someone else, in open relationships, and this is obviously not uh, black and white and not hundred percent, but the question that is it kind of like having your cake and eating it too? And I don't like that phrase, but where you are in a good relationship, but you want to, like we said, look over the fence. Mm. But you also want to keep what you've got. So it's like, hey, I kind of want to try that as well, um, but I want to keep what I've got here rather than being honest and saying, hey, I'm not really interested in that anymore. I want to go and be with someone else. Mm. So is it kind of like... Holding onto what you've got and wanting to try something else.
3: Yeah, I've seen a lot of people um, wield non-monogamy as a as a weapon. Very and good. I've, say, very yes. well said. Yeah. And I have seen. I, I mean, it's not. I use the phrase. Can I swear? Is that
2: a- I, I think yes. I mean, I've thrown the c word once. Okay, so. cool. So, but don't do that. Yeah, no, know
3: like, <laughs> I've seen it. fuck boys, right? Um, of, of both genders, <laughs> um, right, right, right. Of, of that, I that skeezy thing of like, mm-hmm. oh, if you're not evolved enough, babe, to like, and, you know, like <laughs> love be me for free, everything, yeah, 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 be free with, and you're just like, no, you just have poor boundaries, and you're an asshole who sleeps <laughs> around. <laughs> this isn't ethical, Whoa. non-monogamy. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I've and def- that's and
2: that's that's dark because you're. Putting pressure on someone that might not be comfortable with Absolutely. experiencing these things and yeah. you're twisting it, yeah, that's and, not a and, good place. And you
3: know, if if anyone is listening and mm-hmm. and it, like. Is having a conversation with their partner about non monogamy, like it isn't for everyone. No. And if it doesn't work for you and you've tried it on, and as Dan Savage says, like you're GGG, you're generous giving in game, like you've, you've thought about you're it. You're open to it and you're yeah, to you, try anything. Yeah, but also, like if you've tried it on, is the phrase I use, you don't have to try it, you just have to, you know, like if you've like, oh, I've thought about it mm. and it isn't for me.
2: Mm. And like, that's totally okay.
3: Absolutely. And I, and
2: I imagine there'd be a lot of partners out there that would want to please their partner and yep. might be a little bit submissive or so or, to speak, you know. Or just
3: feel pressure and or yeah. I've seen a lot of people where it is, as you said before, it's someone who wants, potentially wants out of the relationship, but is just wants to Scapegoat. try before they buy Yeah. Um, yeah. of the out. They yeah. might want to come back and so they're, you know, again, like you're hedging their bets. Mm. Um, I have definitely seen that happen, and have has pressured that partner into pursuing something non-monogamous. Um, mm. a, a, and yeah, I, I, it, it never works.
2: <laughs> no, because it's not coming from a good place. No, no. And
3: so, if it doesn't feel, um, I guess I, again, I'm saying this like I I do have any authority, um, but yeah, no. Well, I mean, you've
2: experienced it. <laughs> yeah, so I've seen it a lot, and that, I've had a lot yeah. of conversations. But yeah,
3: um, yeah, I think that if. If you feel like you're being manipulated into it, then Get it isn't. Get the fuck out. Yeah. It's, <laughs> as, again, as Dan Savage says, dump the motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> dump the motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That shouldn't be how an ethical non-monogamous relationship is. And I do. I've seen very successful um, non-monogamous relationships where one partner identifies as poly and one partner identifies as monogamous. And that works for them. How does that work? The monogamous partner doesn't see anyone else. They don't feel the need to. And the poly partner does.
2: That's uh, that is some mature loving going yep. on in that in that house. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, definitely. That's really cool. Yeah.
2: And I, I, I do say that mature emotional loving quite strongly because that's what it is. When when the jealousy comes in and all that sort of stuff, this these are people that like yourself that understand themselves and understand what love can be and aren't scared and aren't insecure about themselves or I'd imagine, I... or
3: I think it's it's um, navigating it successfully in spite of that. I've definitely, as I said, I'm very lucky to have never had the jealousy software installed. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't mean that I haven't had my boundaries violated. I haven't felt anger, sure, um, you know, or any of those things, and or been in relationships with people who are jealous, sure, um, and having to navigate that successfully. But like I said, um, you know, in my sales pitch for Polly, like that it gives you. To do it successfully you do need um, a certain level of communication about how you feel, a certain level of self awareness about those feelings. Yeah. Um and to be able to yeah, navigate through.
2: Yeah, yeah, wow. Well. Listeners, I, I hope you're enjoying this as much as I am because I am I'm getting such a lovely uh first hand experience from these sort of out of the normal relationships and and yeah, bless her. She's this is Gabby, she's amazing uh we're gonna go to a track again now this is uh i know i know no one wants to cut this amazing conversation but i am going to throw on a song here by Sir s-i-r and zakari called mood catch you on on the other side
1: Huh, let's see what happens next time check it for me. I'm just gonna call my other nigga and I ain't in the mood fine in my bag in the mood, in my bag. Do anything for cash Do anything for the-
4: let me breathe. Never gon' rest if you never gon' let me. I understand it's what you need, but it won't be my best if I ain't got nothing left. Baby, I can't lie, I got money on my mind. Baby, I can't lie, I got money on my mind. You love spending time, you ain't gotta spend the time. Long as we're in rhythm, you don't care about the run. When it's slow flame, you want me to heat it up. Tyson in the ring, you want me to beat it up How you like it, I know how you like it Girl, I shine the right but only when I'm fired up Fun and games, but I ain't the one to play with. No reason to worry what you worry about. All our little problems I'll be working out. Don't you love to put on a show? But I don't give you your fiction, you be fussing and I'm Talking about why don't I give you something to talk about? Soon as you get my attention, you know it's going down. Oh.
2: there sir featuring zakari mood sir is spelled capital s lowercase i and uppercase r tonight you're on r&b with creamy g creamy g b and me uh we are discussing open relationships polyamory polygamy and (laughs) throupling And nogamish and all the to swingers yet. Swingers, (laughs) we haven't gotten to swingers. That just it just that phrase just reminds me of seventies like kitchen bowl with people throwing their keys in. It's just so
3: (laughs) I don't know. Look Um, up um, swingers for Jesus. What? What yep. is that? But if you just... On YouTube, <laughs> for those out there who uh, want to see some people doing life differently...
2: Swingers uh, for Jesus? Yeah.
3: That's this bodybuilding couple. I want to say... I um, Maybe I'm making this up just because everyone... Like, this is from Florida, but I'm pretty sure they're from Florida. Of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this bodybuilding couple who um, are swingers for Jesus. And so they, they, I think, I'm not sure which came first, their love of God or their love of having sex with other people. Um, but they essentially bring people, like they swing, mm-hmm. um, which for those not in the know is, is a married couple, generally um, finding another married couple and just swapping partners. Right. Right. End or swingers parties where you everyone keys in a bowl just an exactly orgy. Yep. yeah yeah sure well it's really an orgy uh, it's just partners right it's just two people They're just it's swapping ju- over yeah just yeah. you just find a different pa- partner that isn't the one you came with right. for the evening Fun. Um, yeah Fun times. Um, so they but they um, they tell people about Jesus um, while well, and and no, Christianity but... whilst they swing
0: what
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes
3: that anyway. is a niche yes very that
0: is a very niche, niche.
2: <laughs> yep.
3: darling how can we sell jesus yeah well there's some people out there we we could try dawn hawking or (laughs) Uh, let's
2: go to that swinger party and pitch it to them yeah while i'm entering No. anyway (laughs) (laughs) speaking of there's a good segue yes entering
0: (laughs) (laughs) smooth Smooth. (laughs) like crunchy peanut butter
2: um, so the rules, rules and, and, and uh, agreements, and agreements of, yeah. of open and other partnered relationships, yeah. how does that go for, uh, in your experience?
3: Yeah. Um, they, it varies. Obviously, couples, different couples have different rules. Mm-hmm. Um, in my experience, the most, I use the phrase baby poly. Um, so couples of, um, that have been previously monogamous and are trying to open their relationship um and oftentimes like i have i've gone on dates with people this is their first date right. um in a non-monogamous context right outside their relationship often of a very long period of time you know this is a decade long relationship that they've then opened it's up trying something else out yeah, yeah. so baby polly right. um and Cute. yes <laughs> Most of the time, in my experience, those people have a lot of, of rules. rules. yeah. A lot.
2: So you're coming in like, like a referee. Like, all right, what do you got? Like, yes, yeah, pretty much. Let's iron these out.
3: And obviously, you want to be respectful and and mindful of your own boundaries, but respectful of of their agreements. Of course. Um, and but again, in my experience, it the more rules you have, the the harder it is for it to be successful. Yeah, it's it just sounds a quite rigid. Lot of Balls yeah. you're juggling. Yeah. And and pardon the pun. I'll, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of the rules are things that you can't control, like no feelings, or you know you can't yeah, fall in love not? with the other person, and yeah, yeah. you don't, you don't. That's get almost
2: like a, that's almost like a stick, like yeah, yeah. You can't want to rebel against yeah. that,
3: yeah, yeah. Um, so most, most of the time that I have um, yet dated, it's there's a safe sex rule. Um, mm-hmm. And in my experience, um poly relationships and poly people are actually far better practices of safe sex than monogamous um, right like one night stands and or yeah, um, yeah yeah yeah, the aforementioned fuck boys mm. um, and um, yeah, so safe sex is generally the rule and and some uh, form of communication, like as in if I'm gonna stay over the night and or if i I I in my successful non-monogamous relationships. The pretty much it was safe sex, and then if you sleep with someone, you disclose it in a timely manner. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's and, no and, like it,
2: short, like quick hookups sort of thing. It's it's generally planned.
3: Yeah, generally. Yeah. Um, just the logistics of, of my life in the States. We lived on a, quite a small island, so there oh, wasn't... Beautiful. Yeah, it was lovely, but there was no... You had to book a ferry to get Does off it, the you island. you not walking <laughs> past them going, hey. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there was no, like, yeah. it's, it's like spur of the moment, sure. really, yeah. spur of the moment. Just out with his lawnmower. Yeah, <laughs> <of the moment. laughs> so, yeah. Sure. Um, and, but yeah, but prior, like, in other relationships I've had, it's just, a you know, um, the first one I mentioned that was the, my first primary uh, relationship, um, yeah, that was just a disclosure in a timely manner like we'd often we lived in separate cities um so you know i would go out with some girlfriends and hook up with someone and and there was no permission to ask um some i've seen some relationships where there's kind of a a check-in prior yeah um we did not have that agreement it was just a just in the interest of disclosing what's going on with my life this is what happened last night
2: okay yeah. yeah, and I, I understand that um, a lot of uh, some relationships have a lot of uh, schedules and calendar checking and making yeah. sure that everyone's in sync and yeah. making sure there's and understanding. Yeah, yeah,
3: absolutely. I've seen some um, incredibly detailed um, and I guess effective like poly calendars of uh, again we used the phrase thruple before. That's yeah. um, three people, a couple with three, three thruple. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and so like finding and and I've seen that work with like these you know people have children from previous relationships or that current relationship and and you know anyone with children knows that that's that's a, wow. a minefield to navigate yeah, anyway imagine. let alone with an multi- extra person, yep. yeah, yeah, and potentially ex-spouses who are also have you know a mix of the kids, yeah, and so yeah, I've seen some incredibly detailed Excel spreadsheets and Google Calendar share calendars. <laughs> yeah, there's
2: a lot of there's a lot of yeah, I imagine nerdy people getting into it. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to work out a spreadsheet for our. <laughs> yeah, um, they don't often talk in that high pitched voice, do <laughs> <but> they? <know. laughs> Um, I do understand that there was an attempt at a, an app called, uh, what was it? Thrinder. Thrinder?
3: Was it Thrinder? Or yeah. Something like that? Some. Yeah. 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 Um, it didn't. I mean, didn't take I could... Off a, well, in, I actually... Hobart, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I um, briefly had a peruse and there was well, about... I might
0: have checked yeah, it. Yeah, you might
3: have look. Um, and from memory, there was about like eight people on uh, there. Like, yeah. the, uh, Or, I mean, not that... Tinder's a, a wealth of... Um, <laughs> Gems. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I guess Hobart was just too small. And uh-huh. and um, not everyone who is non-monogamous is out. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: you mentioned that earlier before of yeah. Mike. Um, you called it out. Yeah. In, uh, in terms of, yeah,
3: that's, yeah, that's the l- phrase you, it's yeah. used. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. And because, I mean, I, um, my partner and I in the States, we weren't... Out um, at work um, Just because we lived um, in America At wheel state So we can be fired for no reason um, It was incredibly conservative our, our boss was incredibly conservative Right And we lived on a very small island um, So you got to keep your shit close. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And I, again, I, I, it felt very disingenuous. I didn't like it. Um. But uh, for the sake of our employment, I wasn't comfortable being out. Understandable. Um. Yeah. And there are a lot of people, um, who are in non-monogamous relationships who aren't out for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. Family. Um. Pressure. Um, work. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and you know, I've I've defended my relationship status on more than one occasion. Um. And I'm very lucky that I have very supportive friends and and family um but nonetheless even well-meaning questions you know i've i've been asked you know so um are you going to like you know do this like forever mm. and and i don't intensely identify as poly but to me i kind of equate that it, it, if i had come out as gay mm. and someone it's asked similar. me that question yeah. are you going to like do this forever <laughs> That, that would be incredibly insulting. Absolutely. <laughs> is it just a phase? Yeah, like, yeah. 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 Um, no, it's well, a valid r- way to conduct a relationship if like, it works like, for
2: you. Like monogamy is the base yeah. that you're going to come back to. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah.
3: there's another phrase they call the relationship escalator. Um, like monogamy, heteronormativity, same thing. Like it, there's this um, expectation of monogamy and the relationship escalator is the... The path that most monogamous relationships take: mm-hmm. you meet, you date, you have sex, you get married, you have a baby, you buy a house. You should be having sex after you get married. Sorry, yes, a. got yeah. that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. Um, you know, you have the kids, you get the dog, you get the mortgage. Like that's the relationship escalator. Life. Yeah, yeah. you move in together. That's the like. There's the, the you do those things. Relationship whereas, escalator. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas obviously non-monogamy, if you're negotiating with more than one partner. You the escalator is much harder there's multiple escalators
2: what stage, what stage is that going to do yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. Um, so it, you know you, you you get to have the conversation about what does and doesn't work for you which um, another term is relationship anarchy And I like that yeah it yeah. sounds um, potentially on surface like quite chaotic anarchy mm, mm. Um, but really it, it's about um, really pick and choosing what works for you like just j- with no assumption going in with no assumption that you're going to I guess do it the normal way, like you. You everything is a conversation and yeah. an agreement, and and whether
2: working things out that are different, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trez cool. Trez <laughs> Right. Okay. Wow. So yeah. So rules and agreements. Yeah. So. Using, um...
3: Yeah, I, that was a very long answer no, to a short question. Brilliant. But um, yeah, different people negotiate them differently, yeah. and different people use the phrases rules and agreements mm. interchangeably. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. There is, this is perhaps a good segue, Um, there is a fantastic group in Hobart called um, Tassie Ethical Non-Monogamy, or TEN. Um, They have a website and a Facebook page as well um, that is open to the public. Uh, They regularly meet on a Monday, um, often online and occasionally in person, and have other social catch-ups. The Monday night um, meetings are called book club. Um, So if you want to say to a a colleague or a friend, it's just, I'm going to a book club. It's
2: like if you're buying a... Do it online.
3: and <laughs> it's <laughs> like a, brown a paper yeah. and it's great way as well as, as
2: not we, that I've bought. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, of course not.
3: <laughs> you go in and buy them in person. You of want course. to touch them before you, you know. Buy <laughs> it <bite> online. No. <laughs> um, but so uh, the book club is great, and you can. Um, it's a great way, as I said. Not a, um, Hobart is a small town. Not everyone is out, and mm. um, so if you run into someone that you know from um, ten, um, they just. I met them at book club.
2: That's cool. That's a safe little umbrella phrase.
3: Yeah, and it's um fantastic um if you are polycurious. It's a really, really incredibly welcoming um community and really safe space. Beautiful.
2: Um, that's so cool that we've got something like that in homework. Yeah, it's yeah.
3: fantastic. Like I I just um over COVID we were having regular Skype meetings and that honestly that's what got me through lockdown. Um, cool. like a really fantastic bunch of people.
2: So, anyone listening, if you're having, uh, you know, relationship worries, or you're you're not safe, or feeling like your relationship's going, I don't know, whatever it is happening, are you interested in obviously working out different ways around navigating that relationship? That sounds like a lovely space to go and throw some questions, I guess, yeah. into how to divulge into different options.
3: Yeah. Um, Tasy
2: yeah. ethical non-monogamy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Monday nights, fantastic. One little thing I did want to ask you, um, in my mm. experience, in my time as person on this planet, I've um, been fortunate enough to experience uh, sex with multiple partners at a time. And after a couple of these, uh, I won't say thousands of these experiences, but a couple. Uh, a few. A few. A hundred. I'd say, a, few, a few hundred. <laughs> um, friends call me Hugh. No, they don't. Um, after a couple of times, oh, we went out, and this was when I was younger, we went out, and like, like, I obviously, I might go out with some friends and have some drinks and beyond the prowl, so to speak. And it, it became almost non-interesting to me to, I'm just going to come out with it, it wasn't interesting to, to try and get a girl. Now the, the the veil had been lifted and I wanted to try or you know, yeah. them hooking up with one girl, trying to suss out another threesome or foursome.
3: Yeah, you've had the ice cream, you don't want the salad.
2: There it is, yeah. Did you find that when you experienced your first um, non-black-and-white monogamous relationship, that you were like, no, oh, these don't
3: seem that interesting. Now I just want to explore these more often. Do you mean, like, was the primary relationship now boring because I had other options? Yeah. Um, n- no, no not, not for me. Um, as I said, I found a deeper appreciation for my existing partner. Mm. And I think a bit of distance and perspective, uh, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder, all of those platitudes. But, like, it just... Um, a palate cleanser, a sorbet, like I, you know, like kind Beautiful. of a, a step away, a remove, an interaction with another person, and the familiarity of that relationship um, felt comforting and welcoming and safe mm. um, to return to most of the time. Like if that relationship was currently healthy, obviously. Yes. Um. And and the times that I have I have found the pursuit of ice cream, you know, <laughs> more alluring um, than I've started to question the health of of the main relationship. Like then had to do that work and be like, actually, is this still serving my needs? Is this still what I want to be in this relationship if I am constantly looking you know, mm. if I'm constantly ordering takeaway, mm. am I not doing a very good job of grocery shopping? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love your references to these things. So good.
3: Yeah. Um and I mean, obviously, yeah, I've I too have had mm-hmm. some situations of multiple sexual partners at the same time and um you know i find them incredibly enjoyable um and yeah but i guess as we talked about before the that that comfort and that safety and security of a long-term relationship like you just can't find that
2: it's almost second to none Yeah, yeah it's really nice
3: and so and i think as i when I was younger, definitely, like, mm. you know, we I, yeah. I wouldn't say we all did it, but a lot of people yeah. go through their wild early 20s and get drunk and hook up with randos. Like that's yeah. a thing, a rite of passage practically yeah. in this day and age. Sure. Um, but, you know, the older you get, I think the more you value that, um, mm-hmm. the, the stability, the, the surety, that comfort um, and that feeling of safety that you have from a long-term relationship of, of being known and seen by someone. Mm. And I think that, um, you know, again, Polly, you get to have your cake and eat it too. You can maintain that. Um, and I, and I, I find that I have a lot more value um, on the health of that um, or, or how healthy that is for me because I think it is healthy for for most people um, and but also I get to have fun
1: mm. and mm.
3: meet new people and you know and I think I describe why poly works for me is that I find people fascinating I am a people person people intrigue me and I love getting to know people and just finding out about them and their stories. And sometimes I want to pursue that connection. Mm. You know, sometimes it's just a, a rad person I meet and that's that's platonic and that's great. But sometimes you're like, wow, there's a spark here.
2: And that's that's a really interesting thing because I, I do think that obviously happens with a lot of people. In mm. every part of life, you might be shopping, grocery shopping, you picking an apple at the same time as someone else. Yeah. And there's, you know, there's a spark there. Or yeah. you go out for a drink and you meet other people and there's a spark. and you. Yeah. You can't explain that spark. That's a, that's a fire that is inside that you just feel a connection with someone. And I guess being in these sort of spaces and these big kind of relationships, it, there is an option to discover what that might lead to. And that's such a beautiful thing because we only have one life. Yeah. And you don't... When you meet someone that you're really attracted to with that fire, that's such a beautiful thing. And yeah. to, to be able to navigate and find out what that could lead to, that is such a cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. Without... And if you can't, then you go home. and You're like, oh. And you, some people might, you know, resent go home with some resentment, and, especially if they're not in a happy relationship. Or.
3: Yeah. And 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 I think that we all, you know, everyone has those what ifs. You mm. know, the one that got away.
2: Man, I like, and, and we, sorry. Yeah.
3: Yeah, we build them up in our mind, and we make we them this perfect person that would have completed us.
2: I, I I spoke to a an old I work in a restaurant, and I'm serving this old customer, old man. And he was, talking about his wife and how they're happy, and he's like, and he always, he's like, oh, and this one lady when I was younger, Grazi, she just, she was beautiful, and he, you know. Yeah. It's almost like he ruminates on this this person that he missed, yeah. and it's, yeah, it's yeah, what if. Yeah. yeah,
3: but with this, you know, and of course, maybe there's still what ifs because you might want to pursue that person and that person doesn't want to be pursued, sure. Um but it, there there is a lot more avenue to exploring those connections. mm I remember I I used the phrase, I suppose, came out to my parents. Um, And again, very liberal with a little L, so it wasn't really coming out. It was just a, hey, I'm with this person and it's a non-monogamous relationship, FYI. Um, And my mother said to me, well, Gabriella, you're not going to die wondering, are you?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. Yep. Brilliant.
3: So, Uh, yeah.
2: Well, that's, uh, kudos to your mum. That's cool. Yeah.
3: She's a she's a badass.
2: She sounds, yeah, really cool compared to my heavily religious upbringing. <laughs> uh, let's not get into that. Um, all right. What have we got? We've got a bit of time left. I might chuck on a song and then uh, wrap it up. Yeah. It's so one of my favorite artists at the moment. Unusual Demont. This is his latest single called Pine. I highly recommend checking out his stuff. Unusual Demont with D-E-M-O-N-T. Just for a couple of minutes I'm going to check on this track.
1: Looks
0: like-
2: Unusual there with Pine from his last EP that just dropped a couple of months back. Ladies and gentlemen, R and B with Creamy G right now on edgeradio.org.au 99.3 FM. Tonight we've been discussing different shades of love in relationships with my freaking amazing guest, Gabby. Thank you so much for your time, Gabby. You're so and so welcome. Divulging into your, you know, personal experiences at really, really amazing stuff. Great content. You just made my radio show so much better. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, so welcome. Anything you want to say before we... Oh, no. Thanks no? Thanks
3: so much for having me. Um, yeah, it's been a pleasure.
2: My absolute pleasure. A um, little bit of a... <laughs> thanks, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, we've loved having you on, Gabby. Thank you. Sounding off next week. Tune in. Don't know what's going to happen. Uh, my last guest was stuck in uh, well, a couple of last... Guess we're stuck in Melbourne for COVID, so that hopefully might endeavour, but um, we'll see what happens. Adios. This has been r and with Creamy G on Edge Radio. It's a creamy G. Ooh, it's
1: creamy G. You know what's crazy about that?
0: Is it r and